Hey guys, it's Alexis Mustachio, back with the Yankee Time, and today we're going to be taking a journey through the big names, or what you could say, the faces of the American League New York Yankees. Dive in with me and get a little better knowledge of your favorites of the Bronx Bombers themselves. Starting way back with the first known name was Babe Ruth, and then we move on to Derek Jeter, and now currently the face of the Yanks, Aaron Judge. Derek Jeter, a young boy, went with his parents and sister to Tiger Stadium in Detroit on a Sunday afternoon in 1985, three days before his 11th birthday. He was a Yankees fan at the time. Although he had grown up in Michigan, he spent summers with his maternal grandparents in New Jersey and had been going to games at Yankee Stadium from an early age. His favorite player was Dave Winfield, and he was able to obtain Winfield's autograph after the game. That evening, he told his parents, one day you're going to go to Tiger Stadium and see me play. Two decades later, Jeter recalled, I went to sleep that night knowing what I wanted to do with my life, and I had great dreams about it, and I'm not sure if I've woken up since. Jeter, after signing on June 28, 1992, did not get off on the best starts of the minor leagues. He began the Yankees' entry in the Gulf Coast League. Errors in the field and frustrations at the plate led him to question whether he had made the right decision in forgoing the scholarship at Michigan. The rookie season was two weeks old, in his first action on July 28th. He was hitless in his first 14 at-bats. As the summer wore on, Jeter, under the toolage of manager Gary Dembo, began to find his stroke at the plate and finished with a .202 batting average. Playing in 47 games, he led his team in doubles, 10, homers, 3, and RBIs, 25. The Yankees were encouraged and sent him to Greensboro in the Class A Sally League where he played in 11 games and began his long association with Greensboro teammates Andy Pettit and Jorge Posada. Just before the start of the 1996 season, despite his being a top prospect, Jeter's status with the Yankees was uncertain. That is, until Gene Michael, one of the owners of George Steinbrenner's most trusted aides, came in support of Jeter. Jeter was the opening day shortstop in 1996 and would be the opening day and everyday shortstop for the next 17 seasons. On April 2, 1996, the Yankees not only had a new shortstop, but they had a new manager as well. Joe Toro had taken over from Buck Schlauwalter. Yankee Stadium had seen great players over the three quarters of the century. Before Jeter took the field and many uniform numbers had been retired. The only single-digit uniform left were Jeter's, number two, and Torrey's, six. A little more than two decades later, those numbers were also affixed to the wall in New York Yankees Monument Park. In 1996, Jeter was unanimously selected the American League Rookie of the Year and was on a world championship team as the Yankees won the World Series for the first time since 1978. In the decisive Game 6, Jeter was in the middle of a three-run third-inning rally that put the Yankees ahead of the Atlanta Braves. His single to left field scored Joe Girardi and the Yankees a second run. Jeter stole second base and scored on a single by Bernie Williams. The Yankees won a 3-2, and it was time for the Yankees players to parade throughout New York's canon of heroes. After the parade, Jeter said, I've never in my life seen that many people. It was unbelievable. It was overwhelming. I'd never seen anything like it before. 
I didn't realize there were that many Yankee fans. I didn't realize that there were that many people in New York, period. It was packed. Unless you were there, you really can't describe it. After his rookie season, there were many questions as to whether Jeter could repeat his 1996 performance and go on to his greater career that some thought was a guarantee. Jeter kept things in perspective when he was presented with the Rookie of the Year award. Baseball is a real humbling sport. You are on top one day and the bottom next. I'll enjoy this now, but maybe I don't have to worry about me getting a big head because I just won't. Over the next 18 seasons, Jeter's career would be marked by iconic performances on iconic teams of the biggest of his stages. Five teams his team won the World Series. His face would become as recognizable as that of Yankee legend and United States president and Oscar-winning, award-winning movie star and other star athlete in any other sport. His off-the-field endorsements and appearances on television and in movies made him wealthy beyond the dreams that marked his youth in Michigan. A unique thing for Jeter came shortly after the World Series when he appeared on the late show with David Letterman and was called Dr. Hardball by the host. And the young Jeter, only 24 years old, became the acknowledged team leader. The 2000 season award saw Yankees with their fourth World Series in five seasons. Jeter was elected to star the all-star game at shortstop for the first time in the league that seemed to have more premiered shortstops than Santa had a reindeer. He was named the game's MVP, going 3-for-3 with a double and two RBIs. He eclipsed the 200-hit mark with 201 for the third time as many seasons. The Yankees won their third of nine consecutive division titles in the postseason. They bested Oakland in five games and Seattle in six games to advance to the World Series against the Crosstown Rivals. The New York Mets were in the World Series for the first time since 1986. Jeter batted a .409 in the series, and the Yankees won the first two games, marking 14 consecutive World Series games by manager Torrey. After the Mets won the game three, Jeter took care of the matters in game four. His leadoff homer gave the Yankees a 1-0 lead, and he tripled the score in his second at-bat and made it a 3-0. The Yankees won the game 3-2. In the fifth and final game, Jeter tied the contest with his second homer at the series in the Yankees, went to win 4-2 and clinched the championship. Jeter was selected the MVP of the series, becoming the first player to be named All-Star Game and World Series MVP in the same season. There was one more great season left for Jeter in 2012. He bouted a team-leading .36 with a lead leading 216 hits as the Yankees advanced as the postseason for the 17th time in Jeter's 18 years of team. But this time, the iconic moment would not be accompanied by cheers, but with an eerie silence. In the division series against Baltimore, Jeter batted a .364 and had a team-leading eight hits as the Yankees eliminated the Orioles in five games. The first game of the league championship series against Detroit saw its share of thrills. The Yankees down 4-0 and had tied the game in the bottom of the ninth thanks to homers by Ichiro Suzuki and Raul Ibanez. At the time, the 12th inning, Detroit had pushed a across run and had the second base. A dividing Jeter glove the ball and could do nothing with it. The Detroit had runners at 
every corner and was irrelevant as Jeter lay motionless on the ground. He had suffered a broken ankle that would effectively end his productive career. So one last time, the crowd heard the initiative of Shepard, the voice of God since 1951, saying, now batting for the Yankees. Number two, Derek Jeter. Number two. And one last time, Jeter brought the crowd to its feet, singling home the winning run in his last at-bat at Yankee Stadium. Two games later, it was all over. 20 seasons, 3,465 hits, 260 home runs, 1,311 RBIs, five world championships, and 14 all-star games. Although he never was named league MVP, he finished at the top 10 eight times, and every part of his childhood dream was fulfilled. In 2016, Jeter appeared in the baseball documentary Fastball, in which he discussed that he would like to go up against the hardest throwers in the game. Many hard throwers were featured in the film, including Sandy Koufax, Bob Gilson, and Nolan Ryan. In September 2016, Jeter was introduced to the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. The Yankees retired his number two on May 14, 2007. It was Mother's Day, and fitting time for Derek to be the fourth most known important woman in his life, his grandmother, his mother, his sister, and his wife. The tributes were many from complimentaries to former teammates. Perhaps the most fitting came for Bryce Hopper, who saw Jeter as not only the captain of the team, but just four months later, on August 17, Derek would welcome his first child, Bella Rain Jeter, on October Second, 2017, the group, including Jeter and principal owner Bruce Sherman, purchased the Miami Marlins from C- from Jeter to from Jeffrey Laurie. Jeter was named the Oversee Baseball Operations as CEO. The, on all, January 21st, 2020, it was announced that Jeter had been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. His number was checked on by all ballots submitted by members of the Baseball Writers Association of America, Jeter's 99.7% of vote was the second highest in history. All right, guys, and that's a wrap for today. Thank you for sticking around and listening. Hope you all enjoyed. See y'all next time when we talk about Aaron Judge.